Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breakfast on SEM. Cam Green is in. Steve Smith has been elevated. Cam Bancroft is nowhere. This text from Brian Indramar has cut right to the chase. Let's be honest. Cam Bancroft is never playing for Australia again. And Brian adds, not sure I agree with this, nor should he. But the head of national selectors, George Bailey, uh, front of the media, yes, they delivered a statement as well, Kane. He emphatically denied any suggestion, there was plenty, that Bancroft has been blacklisted from returning to Australia's Test 11 um, in the wake of sandpaper, of course. No, I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to touch on it. Categorically, no. And I've shared this with Cameron on a a number of occasions. Um, It has never at any stage been discussed as a from the panel's perspective uh it's purely a cricketing decision there is not a member of the team that would have uh, an issue um with with cam playing we we certainly don't have an issue with it um I, I think a lot of people tend to forget the fact that cam's actually played test cricket since returning from the ban it was a long time ago um we've all moved well past that um you know, i'd be disappointed if that's why if, if people were looking to that as a, as a reason um, and, you know, all I can do is, is reiterate to you and, and, and to Cam um, that that's, that's not the case. Um, never has been and never will be. So that was George Bailey yesterday. And Adam White reported yesterday that uh, actually Pat Cummins, the captain, picked up the phone and called Cam Bancroft to assure him the reason that he was overlooked had nothing to do with uh, Cape Town. Um, so this is where we sit. I mean, let's step through it. I mean, Cam Bancroft is the highest run scorer in the Sheffield Shield format for the last two seasons. He's been left off a 13-player list to play against the West Indies. Smith we know about, Green we know about, but the fact that I couldn't, I struggled to get my head around is Matt Renshaw is the, the backup. Now, I know Matt Renshaw has already been put out off the text here. He's playing because he's more flexible, open or middle order, meaning he makes better concussion sub. The 11 has been picked. That might be true. But George Bailey said upon revealing the lineup, Kane, that we believe we have selected a team that has the best six batters in the country. So I assume they're stating Matt Renshaw is the seventh. I mean, he's averaging 31 this Shield season. Cam Bancroft is averaging 56. I I struggle to get my head around, even for all his versatility. What message are we sending here? You're averaging north of 56. You can't get into a 13-man squad. But has he been found out at test level? I mean, it's been a, well, a long Renshaw's time. Matt Renshaw's been found out at test that, level. That, that, they the all counter. have. Harris that's has. The but, he's but, got a test 100 Renshaw, and his average is slightly better, and perhaps off the text he's slightly more versatile. But it, it, it does speak to the lack of depth in a way. Like, Pekofsky was, was going to be the guy, wasn't he? He was going to be the next one, but yep. for reasons that we all know, that that hasn't happened and the age of our Australian test squad has been well spoken about. So look, it's the right call that they've made with the six. They've, as, as you've said, they've gone with the best six, albeit I would argue that Cameron Green, there's a lot of question marks over his performance and whether he's in our best six or not. And, and we'll, we'll 
we'll wait and see how he goes overseas and against mm. strong opposition because it hasn't been that great of recent times. Um, but I just think we've seen we've seen Bancroft at test level and he just he hasn't put his place in the side beyond doubt. Uh, he said, George Bailey, you, you can mount a statistically strong case for a number of players. Do you believe him on that, though? Do you believe him on the sandpaper? Yeah, he I was do. pretty convinced. He was pretty I convinced. do. No, I do. Yeah. I mean, how could you yeah. not? You, so, have to, so you have to take him yeah. at face value. That looked genuine. He did say Cam's Sheffield Shield uh, record over the past couple of years has been phenomenal, and it's made this decision really challenging. And what he described as a line ball call, he's banging down the door. He did say, though, that the panel sees Matt Renshaw as our next best. He said, we've gone back 18 months or so. And if you take all of that first class cricket into account, then Renshaw's numbers stack up as well as mm. anyone. So that's the explanation. What about Steve Smith though? Because this was George Bailey on, um, I guess the, the selfless nature of Steve Smith to go up the order. It's a challenge or a, an itch that he'd like to scratch. Um, and, and ultimately it's uh, for us as a team, um, it's something that that fits and it's, you know, I guess from that point of view, it's, it's selfless that he's, um, clearly he wants to do it, but it's selfless that, that someone who's had such success in one position or a couple of positions in the middle order um, is open and willing and, and hungry to go and have a crack at something new and something different, which, which provides that opportunity to, to slot Cam into, into a position where he's had so much success uh, at first-class level and we think ultimately um, is a great spot for him to be in the test team. Selfless? Has uh, Steve Smith jumped on the grenade here, Kane? Selfless or selfish? That's the question I'm asking this morning. All right. Well, let's say there's a needle and we've got selfless on the left and selfish <laughs> on the right. Would you well, say the needle's – if the needle's anywhere, it's leaning more to the right and maybe that's fine. Like the guy can only push his case. You got to look after number one, don't you? And if you, it is a selfish game. It is a selfish game. But has he done this and pushed so hard for this for selfish reasons? Factoring in, we are playing the West Indies on firstly the flattest pitch in the country here in Adelaide. I don't think Steve Smith wants to be sitting in the dressing room and coming in at two for three fifty. Mm -hmm. I think he thinks the best opportunity for him to pad his stats and make as many runs as he possibly can, and of course that's every batsman's prerogative to make as many runs as you can, he is at the top of the order, as we spoke to Simon Cadditch, when the ball's hard, when the field mm. is aggressive and you're playing against a weak bowling attack. He's got much more likelihood of making a truckload of runs opening the batting than he does where he's usually come in, and that would be it. You would think two for 350 could be worse. Could be one, you know, two for 400 when he, when he was set to come in. So I think it is more... For selfish reasons. Now, I'm not critical of that necessarily, but don't spin it. And no, I'm the same. It's it's yeah. for selfish reasons. I'm the same. It doesn't mean it's the wrong decision either, but it's definitely more selfish than selfless. Mm. And, mm. and but as we said, you, when you haven't converted scores for a while, and maybe you're just getting a little bit stale, you're 34, whatever it is, 35 years of age. You need a little kick and a little boost. Then He's going to make so many runs. He is. He's you're convinced make, it's going to work. Convinced, yeah. Against it, India and England and the whole I bit? I don't know about that part, but in the short term, it's absolutely going to work. He's going to be that determined mm. and he's going to bat and bat and bat. Yep. And then therefore the decision will be vindicated and, and that's Do fine. Do you enjoy watching him bat? Uh... Well, there's more entertainment. I love watching Mitch Marsh and Travis Headbat the most, just the, the their explosiveness. Yeah, I find his mannerisms and his little ticks and his tidbits a, a little tiresome, but I don't excruciating. Uh, yeah, I don't hate watching him bad. I just I find other players more entertaining. But um, yeah. 
when he's in the rich vein of form that he was several years ago, the guy was uh, the closest thing we've seen to Bradman. He was unbelievable. Lou's in uh, Bandura just on the Aussie Test selection. How are you, Lou? Yeah, good, boys. I just want to ask a what-if for the future. I know um, Cam Green, she's got a lot of potential, tall, all-rounder, great batter, great bowler. But his, his performance in the, in the last few tests, in the, over the last couple of months, obviously hasn't been uh, selected for this series. But the series prior to well, he hasn't been in the test squad for, for, a, for a little bit now. What if at that all-rounder position, he actually fails, doesn't perform, doesn't perform with the bat, average with the bowl, and where do we go from there? We, we, I know us Aussies, we love the um, that all-rounder position for the you know Shane Watson mm. that comes up to mind straight away. What if he fails? What next? Who? What do we do after that? Good because question. Because I know all this pressure's been around Cam Green. Cam Green, mate, he's been pushed so hard, mate. What if he? What if he just? What if it's not now for him? What if it's in about four years? Because he's still young. You got to remember. Yeah, Down that's the a... concern. That, that's absolutely the concern. I've never seen Lou, a, a player, pushed harder. Not only from internally, but externally. Every cricket person you speak to, Cam Green is the future. I can't remember a player being pushed as hard externally and also internally. So they're, they're determined to make this work, whatever that may He will get more chances than anyone in the history of Australian Test cricket uh, on the fact that of his age and how much they rate him for whatever reason and how hard they're going to be determined to, to make this work. Well, Dale's in Hobart on that very player. How are you, Dale? Morning, boys. How's it going? Yeah, we're good. You talk about like Cam Green, right? The Kane. But yep. you've got to compare him to some of the greats of, uh, that have come through. Okay, so I take you back to Steve Waugh, right? The Steve Waugh, we'd all agree, was one of the great batsmen of Australian cricket. But his record after 26 tests, the average 30, did not have a test entry under him in his first four years. He got his first test entry in 1989 and uh, 177 um, in England. But Ken Green is doing exactly the same. He's averaging 33 after 24 tests. And he's been in the system for three and a half, four years as well. Sometimes it just takes time for these greats to uh, to, to, to live up to their potential. Mm. And Steve Smith took forever. David Boone took forever. Like, some of these blokes start playing with their state sides, batting at number eight. Boone no, I understand that. But Renshaw's averaging 30 at test level. So what, what's your what's your process there? He's he's 27. Is, is Matt Renshaw going to be the next Steve War? Why haven't we given him more time? Like, where do you draw the line on where it is? And, and no one, I don't think, when Steve War was young, was saying he's going to be the, the greatest thing to Australian cricket. This is the commentary around Cam Green. So you may be right, but we are so premature in labelling him the next superstar of Australian cricket when the performance isn't there to match that. But, Kane, you've got to look at... Matt Renshaw is also four years younger than, um, you know, Harris and, uh, and Bancroft. That potentially could be just an age thing. Um, but uh, you've just, we've just got to give Cam Green time. Now, Matt Renshaw hasn't really had the opportunities either. I mean, they haven't been there. The six has been, pretty much been a lock for the last, you know, two to three years. So the opportunities haven't really been there for, for these folks unless there's actually been an injury. I mean, mm. Mitch Marsh has only just come in because there was an injury. But I'll leave you on one thing, Kane, and I like to stir you a bit, but what's the difference between Cam Green not doing a great deal with his potential 
And how many grand finals has Ken Hinckley played in in the last 10 years as a coach? We'll leave you with that one, mate. I think it's a long bow to, to compare Cam Green to Ken Hinckley. That wasn't a comparison that I was expecting this morning. But I just I just go off what my eyes tell me. Now, everyone tells me that Green is this ferocious, fast bowler who's bowling 145. I have never seen, ever seen that. So I'm just commenting on what my eyes tell me. And with the baddies, geez, he's look scratchy. But you may be right and I may be wrong, and I'm happy to put my hand up and, and bow to better judgment in time. But... Right now, I'm, I'm yet to see it. Thanks for picking up the phone there, Dale. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, we better get in the newsroom, Kane, just as we do. Rowan's dropped us a text a while back. He says, amazing we are the best test team in the world. And McDonald and Cummins, brilliant since taking over. And still, we question the decisions. Regards, Rowan. So, that's the debate, isn't it? Like, that's, that's always the been the Australian cricket team. Everyone has their say on. So that's been Everyone's the case a selector. for so many years. It's brilliant. I love it. All right, let's get to the headlines.